We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys. It's Juan Harris here on the Panther Ranch Podcast. It's um, Right now it's almost 3 a.m. here and I just finished up a late shift and I gotta go back to the office here in a few hours so I figured I would just you know do a podcast. Man, the interacts in a podcast. The interacts it's really, you know, it's really... I didn't realize how much of an interacts I had until I just said that. But anyways... I guess it's Thursday morning. I'm driving home because I gotta get my kids ready for uh, for school. As they're, you know, not really so much school, but they're going to you know little camp and they're gonna Chuck E. Cheese and they're gonna do all that until until you know school starts up. You know the the actual school that is. Then I get to go to work and try to stay awake in my cubicle for for nine hour for eight hours. Fun, fun. But we have um, lot of you know some few things to talk about. Uh, Pitt football racked up two more verbal commits. One commitment hasn't made his public yet, and I guess we have to respect his privacy until he does. So there's that. But, but uh, one you know one guy did, and he's an offensive lineman, two-star recruit. He's about 6'5", over 300 pounds. Matthew Goncalves out of New York is his name. And I'm sure a lot of people aren't too what crazy about the, uh, the fact that he's a two-star. And if you look at his offer sheet, there's not much there. I mean, there's Villanova, Toledo, and some other MAC offers. But obviously, Pitt has a lot of offensive linemen, and he's really there for depth. And who knows? Maybe, you know, in a few years, he develops into something. You know, we don't know. I mean, two stars, you may like that. I mean, I mean, J.J. Watt obviously was a two-star. I think he was a walk-on, too. He did pretty well. So, that doesn't mean that every two-star you recruit is going to be freaking J.J. Watt or, you know, it's going to develop into some NFL-type player. So, we'll see what happens with this um, with this recruit, if anything at all. But, obviously, Pitt has 17 commits as it's been one hell of a summer. You know, when we, I remember when we had June, people were all freaking out because we had nobody. Then camp started and pissed started racking in some guys. 
But uh, hopefully we get to figure out who the uh, mystery, you know, 17th recruit is. And I love it. I mean, 17 commits before uh, camp starts. Awesome. I mean, I love it. You know, keep pulling them in. And, of course, other stuff. I mean, uh, if you're a Pirates fans, you know, they traded for Chris Archer. You know, Pirates over 500 still. I mean, they're, I mean, over 100 games into the uh, season, and they're still over 500. I mean, it's awesome. And and the Pirates actually made some moves because, you know, the wild card is reachable right now for them. So, I mean, obviously, management took a big uh, ass reaming before the season began when they got rid of Garrett Cole and Andrew McCutcheon. Cole went to Houston, and he's doing very well. I mean, they love him here in Houston. McCutcheon... Well, he, you know, I've looked at his uh, stat sheet, and he's pretty much slated to be like a 15-homer, 60-RBI type season for him. He's a finish up. Will he, um, will things get better for him? Who knows? You know, we don't know. Obviously, there's some construction coming here. I'm just trying to get home, bros. Late night construction. Hmm. But yeah, you know, McCutcheon, you know, he moved all the way to San Francisco, and I'm not going to say that he hasn't had, he doesn't have much baseball left in him, and there's a lot of people that think he doesn't. But. You know, this season obviously was a big adjustment for him because he's going to across the world. So I don't think I'd roll out McCutcheon as being, you know, washed or anything like that yet. I mean, people thought obviously that uh, Cole was probably washed and obviously Charlie Morton, but they've gone to Houston and they've just got really good coaching and of course Houston's pitching philosophy I suppose he's a lot different than well what is all the pirate staff I mean uh Charlie's had a hell of a year and you know ever since he uh ever since the World Series the guy's just been riding high because you know there was, there was a big joke about him amongst pirates Twitter the, you know, the, the Astros had to rely on him to you know, beat the Yankees in Game 7, and he did. Pitched a hell of a game. And, um... He gets to the uh, bullpen, obviously, in, in Game 7 World Series and closes that out. 
So ever since then, the guy's confidence has just been sky high. And maybe he just got, you know, he, you know, he just maybe found his niche finally or just, just got some better coaching. Who knows? But, you know, I don't really watch much baseball, but I was curious when I looked at the Pirates, you know, stat sheet or standings and they're doing pretty well. So, I mean, hey, you know, if you're a Pirates fan, go, go ahead and ride the wave. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. So, who knows? Maybe, you know, things are blessing the skies. But, um, moving on to the big thing. It seems like the Big Ten always has a way of outdoing itself over and over again. I mean, you, you got you got Rutgers. I mean, they had a whole bunch of scandal, scandals before they moved to the Big Ten. And they've been gar- and pretty much Rutgers has been garbage since they moved there. And with um, with all the cord cutting and supposedly Comcast not wanting to uh, carry the Big Ten network, obviously that whole uh, Rutgers bringing the New York market to the Big Ten isn't really doing much. And then you, you know, and then you have that. You had the Penn State scandal with Jerry Sandusky, and Penn State obviously is still trying to want you know, a lot, you know, mostly a lot of the old, you know, a lot of the older alumni are still trying to wash their hands of this. I guess they're trying mainly not so much wash their hands, but absolve any type of blame from it. Whereas you know the people in charge, you know tried to accept responsibility for it and obviously didn't work out that way because well all the other uh, loud mouse decided to sue their way out of it which they did and they succeeded NCAA gave in and said okay yeah we're not gonna yeah we're not gonna do dick And it's what's what's funny about the you know about Penn State is they try so hard to dig themselves out of this, but they keep digging themselves deeper, and the hits just keep on coming. You know whether it's uh, more revelations or unsealing those those documents of all those testimonials of stuff through the settlements. I mean, it just gets worse and worse. Then of course there's Michigan State and the whole Larry Nasser thing, and obviously things were known and not done. And then of course it bought it, it made its way into the football and basketball programs. Although I believe Izzo and Antonio, uh, you know, whatever issues they have with their players, they you know. Instance they they addressed them a long time ago. I guess ESPN supposedly just dug them up again. 
but you know, there's rumors there was you know that Izzo was um, you know he was looking around, and you can't blame him. Well, maybe you can. It just it just depends on how bad he really effed it, effed it up. And D'Antonio, you know, he's going to eventually retire. But right now, I don't think he's leaving for a while. And of course, you know, we're, we're worried about Heather Light going there as well. But right now, there's so, there's so, there's so many elephants in that room with Michigan State that it just really isn't a good idea to be making a move anywhere near there. But then, of course, you have Ohio State now, and obviously they have more and more stuff coming out in regards, regards to the, uh, the abuse allegations, I think with a wrestling coach, I think. It's one of the, it's someone in the athletic department, I forget, but supposedly he was uh, abusing these players, and I guess 100 people, I guess, came forward. Is what I looked at it. But then um, things were trickled into the uh, football program where, you know, obviously Urban has kept a guy on his staff who's had some domestic uh, abuse issues. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been beating his wife. And it went on for some time and... And I guess he... You know... Um, he, I guess, denied it. And then, of course, Brett McMurphy, I guess, published the article where all the proof was there. <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the photos, the text messages, everything. And right then and there, that was it. Urban went on administrative leave. And my thing is this, if, um, if they knew this guy, you know, was doing all this for God's sakes get rid of them cut them loose set you know or at least get I mean obviously you want to prosecute the guy but I think that's the case is closed it's, it's what's done is done it's just the fact that there was knowledge of it and nothing was you know the guy kept his job still I mean, obviously, the logical thing would have been just to, just to fire him, but for some reason he was kept on staff, and now they got to deal with this. And the fact that um, a whole lot of people knew about this. I mean, we're talking the wives of coaches that knew about it. And my thing is, what happens here? I mean, I mean, obviously Myers on administrative leave, I, and I think his future as as a coach anywhere, if he, you know, it's going to rest on what what was uh, what was said between him and his wife, because his wife knew about 
through the text messages. But what did she tell her husband? Did she tell him anything? Because he had to have known. I mean, for those who listen to this podcast, if you have wives, I'm sure when this stuff gets brought up, you know, if it's domestic or any type of crap, whether it's, you know, it's infidelity where somebody's cheating on somebody and it could be anything. And your wife's obviously going to bring it to your attention or tell you about it. Or she's gonna tell you about you know when she's at her at her job or whatever somebody's banging somebody or somebody's doing something or stealing or because we all know that like uh, you know when stuff you know with your wives girlfriends whatever stuff bothers them they're gonna let you know or what they do is you get that eerie feeling that something's bothering them and you have to freaking uh, pry it out of them sometimes. So, you can't tell me all these wives that knew about this stuff, about the, you know, the coaches, wives of the coaches, you can't tell me they didn't tell their husbands about, hey, you know, what, What's going on with this guy that's uh, beating his wife? What are you guys doing about this? What's you know, what's being said? What the, are you guys talking about this? What's Urban saying about this? Because you know, with the Sandusky thing, obviously it was it was supposedly common knowledge. These coaches had an idea that Jerry was uh, obviously doing something, but for for a reason, you know, they couldn't they did nothing about it. They just knew about it. And obviously it wasn't it wasn't their place. I mean, did all the wives know that uh, you know this was going on, they figured hey, you know, hey, you know, it's not my place, it's not my business, so I'm staying out of it. You know, you know, women obviously don't do that. Maybe it's different because the husbands here in this case are probably the bigger breadwinners. You know they're making the big buck, so it's 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 keep your you know they're they're bringing the bacon, so keep my mouth shut. But in the case of Urban Urban Meyer, his wife has a really had a really good job. She was a, I mean she was a nurse, but there was other stuff she did in regards to that uh, profession. So it's not like she needed Urban Meyer. Or needing his paycheck, she has her own money. If anything, I'm sure these other wives had you know have their own money as well. So I just don't see how they would all just keep quiet. So yeah, Urban's future probably rests on that. Does he say, hey, you know, my wife didn't say a thing to me about this, and then does she play along and say, yeah, I didn't say a thing about it. I didn't bring it up. Because I'm not sure if anything's going to come of it, really, if, you know, but there's a possibility. Anything, you know, you can't roll up, can't roll out anything will come of it. Could they come after her out, her nursing license? 
Could they go after the other 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 wives? Could they go after the other coaches? So, if I'm Urban and I look at the other coaches in this situation, Urban probably should fall on his sword and take responsibility for all of it. not sure if he will when if he if he lawyers up then he's not he's gonna fight it but I'm thinking he should probably just take the L on this one for everybody else's sake but I'll believe that when I see it Because, you know, Ohio State, obviously, they're in a bind. They could, um, uh, the logical thing for Ohio State would be the fire Urban Meyer because they can hire somebody else. They got the payroll, they got the money. And I think what's going to piss them off is they have, they they you know if they fire him before the season, they're pretty much going to have to eat they're going to, have to eat this year, and possibly next year as well. You know it depends on the the, the recruiting class if they can keep it together, because these players are still going to flock to Ohio State because of the name. There wasn't much drop off when Trestle was fired. And Trussell was fired for uh, for tattoos. Pretty, much. I mean, obviously there was more than that, but but you know, uh, Ohio State pretty much is like a Fortune 500 company. It runs itself. So the next guy that comes in will probably have Ohio State on top of the Big Ten. Because it's hard to really screw this one up. If anything, they may be worried about, you know, all the other schools surpassing them. Michigan mostly, but Jim Harbaugh hasn't really done a whole lot since he's gone to, you know, made the Michigan. So I'm not really worried about that. But, you know, if they decide to fire Urban, they're they're pretty much going to eat eat this year, possibly next. And I really wouldn't blame them if they they did that. It'd make more sense. And, you know, know, if if they fall off, they'll be back back on top of the Big Ten in no time. Hell, there might not be any drop-off at all, depending on who, who, you know, who takes the reins. I mean, they got guys like Greg Shiano and Kevin Wilson on their staff, and obviously Shiano has the whole uh, Penn State thing running over his head. Although, you know, he, there really isn't much. He has not much of a role in that. It's just um, you know, 
some t- you know a certain Tennessee person use it to uh, not get them hired for the most part. Then there's Kevin Wilson who supposedly had some uh, you know had some run-ins in Indiana. He had them competitive, and I guess, uh, but there was some stuff he was doing that he should have been doing. But yeah, Ohio State's obviously the logical thing would be to do that, and I'm sure they can find themselves a really good coach with no problem. As for Urban, well. I'm thinking this is probably going to be his last rodeo after this. It's going to to be very hard for him to find a job. Unless somebody's very desperate to hire him. Which, you know, he could end up back in the SEC. But for some reason, things just follow him. Because look what happened to Florida. People forget about Florida. Because when he left, he left a big mess for the next guy. Not to mention, they had a player who obviously went to New England and I guess went to jail for murder and eventually, you know, he killed himself. But they obviously knew about his behavior. Obviously, we're talking about Hernandez, Aaron Hernandez. They knew about his behavior at Florida State, at, at, at Florida. They obviously didn't really do much about it. They just let him play football because, you know, they had to win games. And so when he went into the real world, well, obviously bad things happened. And, of course, Urban, you know, had, you know, had some health problems all of a sudden and decides to retire then he comes back so I guess he's going to have those health problems again who knows but uh, yeah this, this will probably be his last rodeo for a bit unless he lawyers up and fights this which he probably will So, I think he'll probably, if anything else, stay tight-lipped about it. And probably, you know, whoever it is, his PR person he hires, his lawyer he hires, whoever it is, they're gonna, they'll just let him let them do the talking. But anyways, it's a big mess. Big Ten, big stage, big mess. Hell to pit. Bye, guys.